Welcome to the Rural SLP Podcast. My name is Jocelyn Woodrum and I am the Rural SLP. This podcast will be an ongoing conversation about the challenges in the workplace when you work in multiple locations. Make sure you join the Facebook group, the Rural SLP, to be part of the conversation. Welcome back to the Rural SLP Podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about some of the communication challenges of working in multiple locations and with multiple people. Anytime you have a group of people together, there's going to be the risk of conflict and strife. That's just a fact of life. I do think that it is important to be proactive and to make sure that you are listening to what the conversation is. And instead of sitting here and thinking ahead about what you can say, how you can argue, have a conversation about it and listen to what they're saying. When I'm referring to the difficulties of communications and with all the locations and people that you are working with, I'm thinking of this in a couple of different ways. And maybe you can Tell me if there's a situation that's different than these. So I'm thinking of working in multiple buildings. So I've worked in three buildings at once where I was, you know, traveling between all three buildings and there was a a specific challenge to that. They might have questions about what we're focusing on. They might have different questions about strategies that I have tried to implement. It can cause some struggling with scheduling as well, IEP meetings, scheduling various sessions. If you're an itinerant person and you're coming into a building and there's two other therapists and they're both working with the people that you need to see, and you're only there for the the length of time it takes you to see those two people, you don't want to be sitting around waiting for them. So that impacts the scheduling as well. Then there's the SNF example where you are working with a patient, you're wanting a swallow study and you're asking for the swallow study, but you're not able to be in the building at the same time that you need as the person that you need to talk to, to explain why the swallow study is super important. Um, Also, when you're, if you're in a rural area, cell phone signal might be an issue. So that's also a factor. So some strategies that I've put into play is, of course, you know, like I talked about before, making sure you're listening to the entire situation, but also putting together in writing, I think can be helpful if you're trying to explain a reason for something. If it's not in writing, it's easy for it to get lost and confused. Additionally, I I do think that there is some value to text messaging, especially if you're in a rural community. Now, with the caveat, you do need to make sure you're following HIPAA and FERPA and all those other rules and regulations. I'm not saying include, you know, lots of details about patients and stuff. Not at all. What I'm talking about is, okay, I know that I have an appointment at three o'clock. I'm running late. Please ask the kitchen to hold this from lunch so that I can see that patient and see them eat whatever they're wanting. You know, if they're, sometimes that happens that the patient really wants me to allow them to eat a certain food. And so I will have the kitchen have that ready for me. And then I'm running late. And so communicating that and text message can be helpful for that. If you're in an area where your cell phone signal is kind of sketchy. So I do think that it's really important to know who you need to communicate with, who are the top two or three people. I 
understand not wanting to necessarily give out your cell phone number to everybody. So maybe having one point person be the person in the build that's in the building. So it might be a rehab director. It might be one of the other therapists in the building. If there's another therapist, somebody you trust to be a point person for you, that's not going to pass on misinformation as well, or skip you in the conversation that's happened before where they decide that they know the answer and skip my professional experience. That's kind of my point is like, I'm in my 15 years of career, I've had to grow myself to become more confident so that I'm not getting railroaded over, so to speak. Not that that was necessarily the intent. I have to advocate for my patients or students or whoever I'm working with to advocate for myself as well. I don't want to give out my cell phone number to everybody so that they're calling me at three o'clock in the morning to ask me a question. The night shift is asking me a question about so-and-so if they can have then water. There needs to be a separation between work and career, but at the same time, we want to make sure that the patients are getting what they needed. And that's why I think that having it in writing and having it posted somewhere in the building is super beneficial. Other challenges. Ah, oh, there, there, I've had so many, I could tell so many stories about challenging teachers, challenges with other therapists. I just think that you're going to have conflict and strife and just use common sense. I think that is it for this particular episode. And I want everybody to check out the Facebook group, the rural SLP. And I also want to announce that coming soon, there will be a summit where I'm going to be collecting a number of speech therapists to talk about some of these other aspects. And that way you're not just listening to my voice. And I will have more details coming soon. So if you have any interest in that, watch for that. I will catch you guys next time. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes and is not a replacement for ASHA Code of Ethics, employer, Medicare, Medicaid, and health insurance policies and procedures. And it is your responsibility to provide ethical and evidence-based therapy.